0: Good morning. Yes, I will never win a dance 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 contest. I am a terrible dancer. The only uh, rhythm I, have, only uh, soul I have is in my shoes. So, uh, <laughs> so that you know. But uh, uh, still, has a good song and uh, one you can boogie get down to. Personally, I like the robot. You just you know, you kind of come up. That's that's my go-to. <laughs> So no, I'm a terrible dancer, but uh either way that's mercy me and uh uh wasn't a that happy dance says it. so uh as mercy me, happy dance that you were listening to prior to me uh, coming on and, uh, uh, cutting a rug. So, <laughs> there you go. But, uh, good morning to everybody. Who we got here? We got Angel Dixon. Good morning. Darlene Barker. Jennifer Williams. We got, uh, Amy Oakes Turner and Brandy Young. I don't know who she is. All right. So we got, uh, some wonderful individuals watching this morning. Of course, we got more than that, uh, watching, but that's all the only ones I can. See right now, so thank you for tuning in. And hopefully, um, uh, uh, Jennifer said, I dance with five year olds, you look great. <laughs> well, thank you, Jennifer, I appreciate that. Now, I do. Now, Brandy can tell you this I can, uh, I like to dance, uh, uh I don't know what you, what kind of dance you call it, like, you know, in the 50s, you know, I, I can, I know, I do know how to do a, the twirl that we, you know, kind of go back and forth, you know, and uh, uh, all that you know what i'm talking about you know is in the 50s how they dance but uh i can do that but that's about it <laughs> so but anyway and slow dance I, I just do the the box movement you know where you go over you go up you go down <laughs> so that when i got down but uh No, never. I just people just don't like to see me see me in my leotard dancing for some reason. I don't know why. So, all right, let's do our pledge of allegiance this morning. We stand up here. Hold on. We get here We go. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God we get to live in this great country, and we get to say that pledge every morning. Good morning, Karen. Thank you for joining in. Uh, you know, I I uh, usually do a little uh, rant or political uh, commentary in the mornings, and, uh, you know, I don't know if that's something you like or dislike. I just feel like sometimes that, you know, I, as we are referred to oftentimes the silent majority, and so I try to be a... A small voice, uh, and and that's one reason why I do that. Because I know that what I'm feeling is what a lot of other people are feeling in this nation right now, with disappointment, uh, anxiety. Some meeting it with fear, and uh, you know, just like this bill that just pushed through the house, uh, the supposed COVID bill, and they they said that uh, all it does is help out the blue states. They got every progressive liberal. Thing that they wondered and that they said, in fact, it was a historic measure that's being that was being uh, pushed in through the house with this supposed COVID. They think they said if you put COVID behind it, and they can get anything passed, and uh, that's why I have real uh, issues with this whole COVID. I, I do believe it's real. Uh, I mean, you can see people dying from it. In fact, there was a nurse, I was reading an article, Nurses nurse was about, she said that people were literally dying from COVID and saying that it wasn't real, you know. So, I mean, I, I do believe it's real. I mean, I know people who have literally had it. I, the weird thing I find is uh, some people get it, it's no worse than a cold, and some people get it and they're dead the next day. Now, that I don't get. Uh, it's just really odd. I think the whole mask thing, uh, you know, I encourage it only because, as a pastor, I encourage that at church, because I, I don't still want that on my conscience if somebody wants to get sick, so that's why I do encourage it, but honestly, I, I, don't know, I don't know if they're, if it's, if they're really that effective or not, half the people I see, they're wearing it under their nose, or wearing it under, what's even the point of having it on, you know, and uh, people still getting sick, or who are wearing, and faithful to, uh, um, oh, get out of there, my stupid cat's turning my blinds up, hold on one second, <laughs> hold on, I'm sorry, give me this second here. Sorry about that, I was looked over, I heard something, and she was literally, had my, my fat cat, had the blinds pulled apart, was r- getting ready to rip them down, so I had to run over there and grab her real quick, so sorry about that. I go to Sheila. But anyway, what I was saying, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I think it's a matter of uh, uh, control from the government to see who's going to comply. I, I, you know, how you feel about that's on you. You want to wear a mask, have at it. Uh, you know, I don't look at anybody any different who does or who don't. Uh, you know, uh, I did go get the shots. Had somebody told me one day, said, please tell me you didn't get that shot. I said, well, you know, I said, I have a very bad immune system. I have to, uh, you know, I stay sick a lot and I can't take a chance and I can't. And uh, now they did say uh, there's a uh, it's very questionable uh, as a Christian whether to get the new Johnson & Johnson uh vaccine because it said it has aborted fetal uh, tissue in it so that one we may have to be worried about now they, they, the moderna and the pfizer they said initial stages uh, they did experiment uh, with uh, aborted fetal tissue but the actual shot does not have that however the johnson johnson one does so that maybe something you would have to pray about but the thing of it is we like i was talking about last night is that uh, uh out of breath hard for a fat boy to jump up and run guys <laughs> you know uh I was about last night we can't expect the government to save us we've got to keep our eyes on the lord i get frustrated i get aggravated but listen guys i'm just telling you right now before Christ return it's going to get worse it's, the world is going to get worse and out of control far more than maybe we may even realize if jesus tarries. so i mean these things should not be a surprise to us all right so just keep that in mind but um it's like my daughter <laughs> she she'll be uh, uh this is her junior year of school and uh of course beginning fall semester she'll be a senior and hard to believe and she'll be 18 in a few months and she said she goes after high school uh, when i graduate me and my friends were going down to myrtle beach i said i don't think so she said why daddy i said because uh and I said, you know how many young girls go missing down there every year with a spring break or after graduation they get down there. And I said, they, they never get seen again. I said, it's too dangerous. I said, I, when I was graduated high school, I didn't get to go. <laughs> Your grandfather wouldn't let me. I said, no. And she goes, I'll be 18. I said, I don't give a rat's derriere how old you are. You ain't going. And uh, she didn't like it, but uh, you know that's something daddies have to do is is uh keep your kids safe and sometimes you got to make the decisions that they're not going to like, but you've got to do what's uh what you have to do to keep uh keep them safe and uh you know and so we need to uh make sure that we're uh you know we've got to keep our family safe we have to do what's right we have to obey the laws of the land. But uh, if it's something that goes contrary to the Word of God, you know, we don't uh, we don't obey that. So, uh, so anyway, you know, I might not have been much of a political, more of a rant. I don't know, but uh, uh, you know, let's let's not get. Uh, I do think we need to be a voice and we need to speak up. But I, I just you know, let's not let the uh, just understand that we're in the end times. Which you know, I think some people think well, we're in the end times. They don't do nothing. We still got to speak up, speak out. We still have a responsibility as Christians to be that salt of the earth and to preserve what is right and, and honorable in the eyes of the Lord. So, you know, that is uh, something that we do have to keep in mind. You know, we've got to, to keep up the ethical standards uh, as the the Bible belt, the things of Christianity is what's kept so much uh, at bay as it is. And now where so many Christians have compromised with the world and with uh, the, um, uh, when it comes to Alternative lifestyle choices—I think that's wonderful why it's come so rampant. Uh, because uh, people are turning a blind eye and only want to stand on God's word, and uh, we've got—we've got to speak the truth in love and stand for what is right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and look at our our scripture this morning. Uh, Although he was son—I'm sorry—although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. All right. So. You know, looking at this uh, passage this morning, uh, you know, we're looking at at Hebrews chapter 5 and uh, verse 8 here. And, of course, prior to that, we can see in verse 7, you know, here Christ understood, you know, that what he's going to have to suffer, what he's going to have to go through, what he's going to have to endure uh, to uh save us from very real hell you know that and and he knew the suffering that he's going to take on the the scourging the beating the uh being nailed to the cross and you know he prayed he said jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him he was able to save him from death and he was heard because of his reverence so you know god heard that it's not like that christ wasn't willing uh he knew what was going to happen he 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 is god he's very much god as he was man i mean that's that's what that's called that anthropomorphism of man uh, he's fully god and fully man he was without sin and uh, uh and that's why he made that prayer but he came willingly he wasn't forced uh to take on the sins of the world he wasn't forced to hang on that cross and he was delivered not before the cross but after the cross in his resurrection but uh, the thing it is christ was tempted everywhere. see that's why we have that mediator between us and god He understands our pain. He understands what we're going through. And he was tempted every way that we were tempted. And he had to fight against that temptation. He demonstrated that by uh, quoting scripture and and fighting against the things of the devil. So remember, the devil appeared as an angel of Lot. And he was quoting scripture, but he was quoting it out of context. And uh, that's something that uh, we uh, have to be aware of because there are a lot of apostates out there. That are teaching uh, a a God of their own making, a Jesus of their own making. That's that's not the God of the Bible. It's one that uh, compromises with the world. The ones that can help you justify sin. You know, it's it's a completely different gospel altogether. And that's why we have to be very careful, very leery. And in fact, there's there's some guys out there that a lot of a lot of you all share. Uh, I mean, I'll say I don't say nothing because I don't you know I don't want to embarrass anybody. But I've got real problems. Uh, with our theology. And guy God particular comes to mind, I'm not going to say his name because uh, I know a lot of people do follow this guy. In fact, he even come to our area here recently and uh, a lot of people like him and I've, I've got some real issues with him. But I, you know, I'm you just telling you guys, you've got to pray and have that discernment uh, as to who you're listening to and what you're sharing. That's all I want to say on that. But anyway, uh, Christ was obedient. Uh, and that's why we can read that here. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And uh, so we see that that he learned that obedience. He was entirely free from sin. He struggled against temptation, and uh, but he it he met each increasingly difficult challenge, uh, and uh, and was victorious. And that's why we can talk about how he was uh, his life uh, in the order of Zedek, um, that high priest. He had to be that perfect creation. Uh, to die and atone for our sins. No other man could do it. No, there wouldn't be enough animal sacrifices to cover it. It had to take Jesus Christ uh, to be that substitutionary atonement for us to have eternal life. And so as a result, when we are tempted, when we go through things, uh, we are not alone in our sufferings. You know, Christ understands that. And I think it feels that way sometimes. I, feel, I think it feels like when we sin, we mess up, when we're tempted, we feel like we're alone. Nobody else is probably dealing with this It's, it's the thought that comes to mind. And, uh, you know, Christ don't understand what it's like to go through what I'm going through. You know, it's easy to have that kind of idea mentality, but Christ understands. He knows. And others out there are struggling with you. That's why I'm very open. Sometimes uh, maybe I'm too open uh, with the things that I deal with. But, you know, one thing that I can't stand is arrogant pastors who think that they're on another plane of, of spirituality, and they look down their noses at the uh uh, parishioners in their congregations, if they're beneath them, you know. I, I as, you know, I'll be honest with you. But a lot of pastors, I'm not a big fan of. I don't like hanging around because most of them are full of crap. I mean, would I mean, be bad. Not all others Some good, good men out there, and and uh, and uh, that I do like. But a lot of them are, they're so in love with their voice. You know, it's so amazing how so many pastors want to be singers and so many singers want to be pastors, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, I can't sing, so I don't have any option but to be a pastor. But, uh, you know, uh, a lot of them are just full of it. And so I don't want to be like it. And I want to be humble for the thanks of God. And I want to relate. I'm hoping that maybe what I'm going through might be something that could help you in your walk. And that's what we do as Christians is with stone sharpened stone. We build each other up. And that's my hope. That's why I share a lot of my own personal life and the struggles I deal with is then the hopes that maybe how God has revealed to me will help you in your walk. And I I mess up every day, every single day. I probably won't get no sooner get done with this devotion and mess up. I mean, it's just the way it is. And uh, so there's days that me and Brandy are at each other's throats. There's days we love each other conditionally, <laughs> you know, it's part of part of marriage, and uh, just the way it is. And uh, you know, if she would just listen to everything I told her, we wouldn't fight. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't kill me, ladies. I'm kidding. But you know, one one thing when I say that, um, uh, I don't know how many y'all ever watched. Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. I, I like watching that show. I think it's hilarious. I can relate to him so much uh in that series and uh a lot of times it makes me think uh, me and brandy a lot of times and i know she uh calls me an idiot under her breath that's probably the the mildest thing she calls me under her breath half the time <laughs> and, uh, so but I, I like it though because he you know he shoots off the mouth i'm you know i can relate to that i, I speak quicker than i think and uh he sticks his nose where it don't belong i, I know i do that uh you know <laughs> dad's got on me over the years said you ain't got no dog in that fight you need to back off on you know <laughs> He acts impulsively, you know, uh, and uh I definitely do that. Uh, he childishly responds to a dare. I've been known to do that. He follows advice from the wrong sources. Definitely have done that. And, uh, and then he fumbles and stumbles, try to, uh, tries to cover his tracks and, and try to help others cover theirs, you know, after he screwed up. But one of the episodes, one worries reason I bring this up was uh it was a flashback where he met uh his wife Deborah and uh apparently things were going well and they decided to uh they wanted to consummate their relationship. Well apparently, you know, his mother's such a busybody. She's always listening to a conversations where she found out what was gonna happen <laughs> And, uh, and that flashback goes so well. He's there at Deborah's apartment, and they start to kiss. Also, there's a knock at the door, and Marie has a uh, extra lasagna she had in the uh, oven. Well, when she comes in to give him that lasagna, she has her his dad, his brother, and a priest. <laughs> the priest comes in too into the apartment. So, and, and then uh, uh, Marie is sitting between uh, Ray and Deborah on the couch. And uh, and as we're talking, uh, Marie looks at the priest. She he says, she says, now, do we um, uh, do we have to keep all the commandments or can we just pick and choose? You know, <laughs> so she tried to drive on the point what they you know, having a, a uh, sex outside of marriage uh, was wrong. And, you know, it's something we have to be very careful in our walk with the Lord is uh, uh, is, is not being disobedient and make sure that we are doing those things that are right. With the Lord. You know, we can't pick and choose. We cannot pick and choose what commandments we follow. You know, and God's, you know, we can sit and laugh this morning. You know, talking about uh, everybody loves Raymond. We were having fun this morning, dancing to the song. That's one the main about a Christian. You can have fun. You can have more freedom than you can ever imagine. It's not staunchy. It is not, you're in a brick wall. You're not allowed to have fun. We can have more fun than those in the world. We have a joy that's unspeakable, full of glory. We have these things. And I think a lot of people see, all they see is a list of do's and don'ts and that christianity is no fun quite the opposite we have a lot of fun and the reason why you know we have different commandments to follow like sex outside of marriage or uh, not giving in to drunkenness and all these things you know and i'm only saying that drinking is wrong i mean if you can have a beer a glass of wine or whatever that's no sin in that. Uh, you know, uh, gluttony is a sin. You know, there, you see a lot of fat preachers up there talking about, hey, you need to throw down the beer, but they don't have no problem uh, you know, being able to push away the plate. They, they'll sit there and eat their self-silly. You know, we have to have, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not contentment, but is um, a contentment. Anyway, that's the word I'm looking for. Mine went blank. Anyway, uh <laughs> I might look completely blank on it. In other words, we didn't. We, we don't need to overindulge in anything. That's what, we go. And so we have to be aware of that. And but God's got these place these commandments in in place to protect us from ourselves. You know, just look at sex outside of marriage. You know, that's one thing. I know my kids. They they're like, oh, daddy. I, you know, they don't want to talk about that kind of thing. But I want to explain to them. There's a reason why God has put this into place. Keep you from disease, getting pregnant before you get married, uh, taking on responsibility maybe you're not ready for, uh, particularly as a young adult or a child. Uh, And uh, uh, the fact that, um, um, well, God's word says not to. But also, you look at God's word, uh, how the two become one. And you see a lot of young ladies who have decided to uh, give themselves to someone they think they love that is very abusive. And because that might have been their first or or they think that they're in love, they'll endure that abuse. Well, he loves me. He said he's sorry. And I told my daughter, I said, I'm telling you right now, any man who puts his hands on you, uh, daddy's going to be starting a prison ministry because I will kill him. I said, I ain't talking figuratively. I will go after him. (laughs) I said, don't you ever let anybody put their hands on you. That's why I couldn't make a good police officer. I ever caught any man putting his hand on a woman or hurting a child. Uh, I don't know how the clip got empty, uh, uh, so, you know, it, it would be good. But, you know, whether it's sex outside of marriage, drugs, alcohol, depression, anger, whatever it is that we're tempted by, there's a reason why God's Word talks about self-control. There's a reason why God's Word talks about sex outside of marriage. There's a reason why God's Word says marriage between a man and a woman. There, these are things put in place to protect us from ourselves. You know, it always amazes me. When you speak against things like homosexuality, they always want to revert back to um, uh, the Old Testament. And they, in fact, there's a whole movement called God Hates Shrimp because in the Old Testament they try to justify homosexuality. Uh, by saying that, well, they also said uh, uh, that uh, uh, man shouldn't wear mixed fabrics. In other words, they're trying to say man shouldn't wear polyester. Well, they didn't have polyester then, uh, which is why it says mixed fabrics. It says, it says it's saying for a man not to cross dress. All right, that's what it's saying. It said not to eat shrimp is because for several reasons one uh they were it was they was doing the same things the pagans were doing they were pre- and also they wasn't preparing the food correctly and uh it could have killed them and so you know uh there's several the people say well you got tattoos and it said i said yes i said it made mention of tattooing uh that uh, not to honor the dead with it but I said it was never reaffirmed again. You know, if it said again in the New Testament, do not mark your body, you know, I think they're pretty, God's word's pretty clear. Unlike homosexuality, where it says, not only in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, Romans, Corinthians, you know, even Jesus, they said, Jesus never said anything. Jesus realluded back to Genesis, that marriage between man and a woman. So he did hit on that. Uh, and then in the New Testament, even when it comes to shrimp, that's when he said, "What? don't call something unclean that I've called clean. It changed in the New Testament. So we see, you know, their, their argument is invalid. But we have to uh, draw our strength from the Lord. And we're all going to be tempted. And there's going to be times we're victorious over that temptation. And there's going to be times when we are uh, failures and we screw up and mess up. Because why? Because we're imperfect individuals. We're going to mess up. And the only thing we can do is uh, you know, look up. Pray for forgiveness, try harder, avoid those pitfalls in the future, and do better. That's all the Lord can ask of us. That's one thing my dad always told me. I've always told my kids, whether it's in school or whatever they're doing, I've always told them, as long as you do your best, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And I think that's all Christ wants us. You know, we have things for us to strive for, we will never uh, attain what is written in God's holy word to perfection because we're imperfect people. There's no way for us to do everything perfectly. We can strive for that because that's a goal for us to reach for. Then one day we will hear, well done, good, faithful servant. One day we'll get to live in heaven where there's no more pain, suffering, temptation, or sorrow. But uh, until then, we, we have to follow God's word. We have to, as we're reading here in Hebrews 5, 8, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. So Christ, uh, uh, by His own example, we need to be obedient to the Father. We need to resist temptation, and we need to keep up the fight. You know, we may suffer in many ways. We may suffer for our convictions as Christians. We may suffer physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally—maybe many things. We may have to fight and deal with. You know, it's sad that a lot of pastors—they're uh, uh, statistically. Uh, the divorce rate is very high among pastors it's a very demanding job the uh, satan doesn't like it uh he the first thing he wants to do is cause division in the household and if he can try to hurt uh the minister and his testimony then he's all the more happy uh it's hard uh to you know it's not the harder you as a pastor i try to do what's right the more the old devil attacks and uh it's hard uh, uh relationship wise you know it's, it's difficult because uh the devil uh he he doesn't just attack me but he attacks my wife and kids and you know he wants to he wants to cause those problems and that's why we have to strive that much more to have that mind of Christ strive that much more to do better and, uh, like I said, I have good days and bad days, just like the rest of you. And, uh, I'm in this walk with you. I'm in this struggle with you and I fail with you and I, I'm victorious with you. You know, I'm just because I have the, the title pastor in front of my name doesn't make me any better. I'm still a sinner saved by grace, just like you. I just, I'm just a Christian, Christian. I just so happened to be called to bring a, the gospel message and praise God for it. So realize you aren't alone in your struggles, keep your chin up, chest out, and, uh, uh, remember that uh, we're in this battle. Put on the full armor of God. Hey, let's hit it hard. Let's be ready for the fight. Let us pray. Now our Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day in our struggles. Help us to be obedient. Help us to serve you well. Uh, Lord, help us to resist temptation. And Lord, uh, let us strive for that mind of Christ. And Lord, for sitting watching this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, guide us, and we'll protect us this day. Have us, Lord, to serve you well. And, Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with our nation's leaders and the people of the nation as a whole, that they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, as I pray every morning, Lord, please be with our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson, and Wendy Lee, Ken Penix, Ginger and Troy Hood, Lynn and David Feathers. Roger Winters, Lord, I do pray for Larry and Donna Knight, Jane Kitchings, pray for uh, the Maples family, and uh, Lord, I do pray for all those who have offered up prayer requests, concerns, those who have asked, reached out on social media uh, that I said I would pray for, you know, the hearts, minds, and the needs in those situations, let your will be done. Lord, help us to be a shining light in the world of darkness, and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning. You know, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to uh, do these devotions uh, each and every day. Uh, as I always tell you every morning, uh, for those who may be watching don't know, uh, if you don't want to do social media or you've got friends or family that don't do Facebook, you can always watch us live on flbconline.com each and every morning. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles uh, podcast on Apple iTunes free of charge. Audio only. Well, my friends, I do hope and pray you all have a great day today, a blessed day, a fantabulous day. And remember, say it with me, as I say every morning, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.